Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Everyone has an opinion, but he's got the Von Hessler Doctrine. Eric Von Hessler on WSB. Live from Sherwood Forest, Hour 1 of the Von Hessler Doctrine begins now. I'm your affable Sunday chat host, the aforementioned Eric Von Hessler. I'm not alone. I'm joined by the Doctrinaires. English Nick is here. Good afternoon. Autumn Fisher is here. Hello. And, of course, the handsomest producer in all of producery. And we're all lucky to get to stare at him for the next couple hours. Jared Yamamoto is here. What's going on, guys? It's a beautiful day out there. That's what's going on, number one. Beautiful day. And uh, Jared, again, hung over. How did you describe your hangover to English, Nick? I got Tyrannosaurus wrecked last <laughs> night. Like, <laughs> now, but, but I'm good. I'm, I got my coffee. I've got my water. I, I feel great. I actually feel really good. It won't last long. As a man who's 51 years old, let me tell you, you feel good because you're, what, 26, 27? 27, no. Enjoy it while it lasts because, <laughs> first of all, as they say uh, – you, uh, you, after 40, you get the face you deserve. You see, you're, you're 26, you're 20, 26, right? 27. 27 years old. So you'll be able to blow through this uh, Tyrannosaurus wrecked every Saturday evening of your life and uh, not only be able to wake up the next day and function, which English Dick said earlier, the fact that you felt so good is a good sign. Why? Functioning alcoholic now. Yes, yeah, it's a good sign. <laughs> you're, you're a functioning mm-hmm. alcoholic. You can do that in your 20s. Yep. But uh, at some point... You wake up and it's uh, you really can't get to work, and you look in the mirror and it starts to show up, but you're not there yet. I, and, I have a question. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, Jared, did you mean to get super drunk? Or uh, yes. Was well, it an accident? So, to be fair, there was a housewarming party, and those start really early, and then everyone decides, "Oh my gosh, let's yeah. go out!" And yeah. then going and out have no tur- discipline t- turns into one bar, two bars, then club, and then, and then here we are. <laughs> You know that feeling where you oh, tomorrow will never get here. It's why you could delude oh, yourself. Yeah. Even though you've lived every day of your life, you know the earth keeps moving around. But you get this idea at 1.30 in the morning, oh, tomorrow will never come. The I'm sun, having too much fun. The sun will not rise yeah, tomorrow. I'm going to take tomorrow off. It's going to be <laughs> night for the next 28 hours, and everything's going to be great. Um, now, I know that Autumn is being critical because she feels like you shouldn't do that when you know you have such an important duty the next day as to produce the Von Hessler doctor. But I have to step in here and say that uh, Jared Yamamoto is not one of these lazy uh, millennials. He, no. He produces the Herman Cain show all week long. He produces us on Sunday. And he really only has one day of rest and relaxation. So as long as you're 26, 27 and you're a functioning alcoholic and it isn't showing up on your face yet... <laughs> I say, why not? Let's go. All right, we start our show every week uh, with this, so let's Headlines do this. Of the week. All right, Jared Yamamoto. 
the man who was Tyrannosaurus wrecked last night. <laughs> I'm sure that's not original, but it's the first I've heard it, and I like it. Uh, hit me with some headlines. Sure. World leaders have urged action against terrorism at President Obama's final nuclear security summit, Eric. What? There was a nuclear security summit? This uh, I didn't, I didn't. There was? I didn't make that mistake. I didn't go nuclear, did I? There was a nuclear <laughs> security summit this, this week. You would you wouldn't have I mean Obama was there so you saw a little bit of coverage you got to cover what the president's doing for a couple of days first uh, you know number one Russia didn't show up so when you're doing a nuclear security uh-uh. thing and Russia decides they're not going to show up that might uh, tell you a little something about how Putin feels about Obama or okay maybe it's a lame duck it's his last year but they're obviously that was some kind of pouting fit there that they wouldn't show up for some sort of diplomatic thing. Uh, this doesn't get much coverage. The nuclear situation does not get much covers because people like me, I said this last week, are considered warmongers if you even bring it up. If you even bring up the fact that uh, groups like ISIS are really searching for any kind of nuclear material. If they can get some some stuff and just smear it over a conventional weapon and have a dirty bomb, have that explode, maybe some medical waste, something along those lines. But they're really looking for the big kahuna, and they, they're not going to get it in the next three weeks. But the fact is, as you read these stories, if you look online and you see these stories about the nuclear security summit, forget the president's actual pull in this situation or how he looks to other foreign leaders. Uh, he, he, he at least says something that I believe is true. And I think everyone in D.C. really knows this is true. The biggest threat to this country is not... Uh, borders. The biggest threat to this country uh, is not that some people are working for less than $15 an hour. Uh, the biggest threat to this country is not that uh, some of our college kids are feeling uh, put upon by, by the world and, and sensitive to that. Without a doubt, the biggest issue in this world going forward is nuclear proliferation and no one is talking about it i love the i guess what you call the mainstream media we're on uh, we're on talk radio so let's go for it jared we'll call the them the mainstream, mainstream media. media and you know what that means but they're always lording it about you know we're above donald trump and we're above these tea party people and all you know we're above it because we see the big picture but if you go back before the gore bush election uh in all of the debates that led up to, to that, well, the three debates between those guys, never once was there a question about Al-Qaeda. So this media that is so above everything doesn't really play the long game. They're looking for clicks and the thing that's going to pull your emotions and get you to click on a headline online just like everyone else. And we're in that same situation now. We're in that same situation now. The media, by and large, is not interested in nuclear proliferation. But it's not Mexico and it's not the fact that even it's not even Bernie Sanders and his socialism if he should win. Without a doubt, the most important issue in this world is nuclear proliferation. And we just spent, I don't know, three or four minutes on it. That's probably the most you're going to get this week. So let's move on to the next headline. All right. Governor <laughs> Deal will veto the controversial Religious Freedom Restoration Act, Eric. I do not think that we have to discriminate against anyone to protect the faith-based community in Georgia. Obviously, I, I agree with the governor. I don't think there's any doubt if you look at it that uh, he was swayed a bit by uh, the fact that <laughs> Google and Coca-Cola and Disney. People, Disney, everyone doing The Walking Dead were all saying they're going to leave if this went through. So there was some pressure there. 
and the governor did go for it. But I do believe that the governor's right. I think everybody needs to relax. Can we just live and let live for a bit here? And let's see what happens. Let's see if anybody's religious liberties are actually uh, something that you could take to court and say, look, my religious liberties because of this customer coming in and demanding this thing have been abridged upon. I just think we have to wait. We're in kind of a brave new world here. A lot of things are changing. But rather than try to create legislation before the fact, let's Let's wait for cases to arise, and let's see what happens, because your religious liberties very well may be protected right now with the laws that we have on the books, and it didn't. at the end of the day, whatever was in that legislation is less important than its headline and its perception. It may be a sad thing to say, but perception is reality, and uh, Georgia does get an awful lot of good business from people making movies, and not only, but obviously Coca-Cola, the tech industry. And, you know, I also like to point out here, let's go to the other side. The Bernie Sanders people who are all for social reform of everything and they hate business. Let's look at what business actually does. I would say this is proof that capitalism is your best friend if you have if you're a social issues kind of person. They usually hate capitalism. But right. uh, I guarantee you that if the governor didn't have that kind of pressure coming from capitalist forces... Uh, I don't know that he actually vetoes this. He did not want to be the governor who lost all of that money. And I would like the left, while the right is licking their wounds on this, I would like the left for a half a second to acknowledge that capitalism won the day here. Mm. That it was capitalism and the greedy profit motive that <laughs> won the day for social issues. Just take a moment and, uh, I don't know. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> oh, we hate capitalism. It's terrible. Capitalism is the reason that the governor vetoed this this bill. And that's what they're saying on the right who are angry at it. And at least it should be acknowledged by the left. Yes, Jerry. Yeah, I, to, to add on to your point there, you've made this point a couple, uh, couple weeks ago where uh, I, I don't understand why you'd hire somebody that doesn't agree with your views. Like, why would you hire a photographer or um, uh, the wedding Someone photographer? Someone to make your that, cake. Yeah, exactly. Why it would you hire be... somebody that disagrees with you in the first place? Because, I mean, the pictures will be bad, the cake will be bad. I never understood <laughs> yeah. that. But you wouldn't know that when walking in. You wouldn't, I mean, people don't have, like, we're Christian and we don't like you, you know, right. sign above their, their store doors. I so. think the worry here is that there will be some cherry picking and probably it will go on. Look, lawyers exist for a reason. And anytime there is some sort of issue they want to litigate it and they want to find out. So I, I think that there is some possibility. It has already happened with uh, that Indiana case. Was the, was the pizza shop in yes, Indiana? Yes, yes. It's already happened where basically activists seek out businesses that they know the uh, business owners profess to be Christians and living their life as Christians, and they challenge them. So we haven't gotten – I think that there is – a lot of that going on, or at least some of that going on. My point is, let's let's wait and see. Let's 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 get some cases percolating, and you may be surprised to find that in an awful lot of cases, your religious liberties are are covered. Now, so you would have basically maybe photographers who uh, believe in gay marriage who might selectively look to try to to get jobs like this just to turn it into a case or for a cake maker and, and all that. I go back down to my my main thing on this, which is if you're not going to bake a cake for somebody because you don't believe in gay marriage, I don't see how you bake a cake for somebody who you know has committed adultery or any mm -hmm. of the, uh, you know, the, Good point. The, the Ten Commandments. I mean... Gay marriage isn't in there. Some other things are in there that we're a lot more comfortable now in our society than we were 50 years ago. So I think it. I think that there was some good uh, uh, suspicion that something like this might be used to actually 
uh, beat up the rights of, of gays as opposed to protect the religious. But let's just relax. Hey, live and let live. And let's see if the cases percolate, and let's see what happens. The other thing too is that Atlanta is becoming such a global city. I mean, it's got the you know the world's busiest airport. We've got yeah. uh, just industry is just really leaving the Northeast and coming down this uh, way again to so. the leftist listening, to the handful of leftist listening. Admit that the greedy profit motive, capitalism, is what saved your social issue. It'll do a whole lot more, too. It's the best system of all time. But I don't have time. You hear that music? I don't have time to give you a full-fledged argument for capitalism. But we'll try something like that when we return. Yeah, you got satin shoes. The Von Hessler Doctrine on News 95.5 and AM 750. WSB. Here we are. We're back. I'm Eric Von Hessler. That's Jared. That's English Nick. That's Autumn. Now, before we went to, not before we went to break, but during the break, you mentioned something that you do on, on Facebook, Jared, and tell the people what that is. Not regularly, but I, with this RIFRA bill in particular, I've seen a lot of people posting about it. I mean, it got national attention, and I've jumped into a couple of those political arguments on Facebook, which is a big no-no. I get it. Stop it. See, let me tell you right now, you don't get it, because if you're doing it at all, you're, you're, you're not I can't help it. myself. You it, like, these people de- are so uninformed about it. Jared, let me, they're talking let me about. tell you something. Delete, don't debate. That's one of my, my you ideas. You don't get into political debates on Facebook. It never goes anywhere. It's always people just <laughs> shouting past each other. And then, like, this threat. You know, there's this threat that people have where I'll defriend you or unfriend you, which is the proper way. I say defriend. I hear more people saying unfriend. But there's that threat out there. that you, Look, I host radio shows. I host podcasts. We talk politics. I refuse to debate politics on Facebook. My wife, who's relatively new to Facebook, she really didn't get on it until <laughs> like two years ago, and she tells me about how she debates our like 18-year-old college-age niece online. <laughs> and, you know, it's like, what are you doing? She's 18. She's in college. Of course she loves Bernie Sanders. What are you going to get on Facebook and argue with her? Like, has anybody on... Here's something that's never happened on Facebook. Somebody responding to you going, good point. I'd never thought of it that way. I guess I was wrong. That's something that's <laughs> never... Ever happened on Facebook? There needs to be a button for that. Yeah. I won't do it. Yeah, yeah the won't. indifferent button. Yeah. <laughs> Please leave me alone. I I don't. I learned a long time ago just not. You know, it, it, everything turns controversial on Facebook. I remember a few years ago. This must have been six, seven years ago. I don't know why. I go through different times where I'm into different musicians more and more. And maybe I came across an old clip of Springsteen in the '70s or something. Wow, this is a great live clip. So I put it up on Facebook and said. Wow, where did this guy go? I mean, this was just, this was rock and roll. And I get, like, the first commentary, uh, you know, uh, he avoided the draft in Vietnam. I don't know why. <laughs> what? <laughs> like, in the in the Bruce Springsteen narrative, aren't we so much further away? Like, I didn't even know that that was a scandal. I had no idea. But certainly, it wasn't the kind of commentary that I was looking for, like, you know, tell me the clip sucks or that I'm wrong or this was the worst Bruce Springsteen there. I'm something, but I, people will always find the most negative thing. Listen to me. The Von Hessler Doctrine is here not only to bring up questions, but to give you answers. We are here to make your life a little bit easier. <laughs> Call it a life hack kind of show in a certain way. So the Von Hessler Doctrine on this, whoever you are, do not debate politics 
on Facebook. Your life will instantly get better. You bump into me on the street, you can, uh, can you can thank me. Yes. So Jared said he can mute. You can mute people, right? Is yes, what, you yeah. can. You, you, yeah. you, you can mute people that put up annoying political statuses all the time or talk about their relationships. Yeah, I'm more That's likely to mute worst. that. Yeah. So you just don't see that. their responses is what you're saying. Correct. You yeah. still remain friends with them, but you can mute all their responses. And ah. they don't know? Like, they don't know that you muted they them? They have because, no idea. Okay, that one I'm, I'm, I'm willing to do. Because <laughs> I don't want... Because yeah. then, like, if you unfriend or you mute somebody, they find out you muted them. Then they go off. All right. Well, you may have noticed that in our headlines, we didn't talk about the campaign. There's a good reason for that. What? In our upcoming segment, we have the uh, great political analyst Bill Crane with us for some campaign chaos. We'll cover it all when we return. Everyone has an opinion, but he's got the Von Hessler Doctrine. Eric Von Hessler on WSB. If it's Sunday, it's time to pick up your Sunday AJC. And in this Sunday's Atlanta Journal-Constitution, you'll find a great story that takes a deeper look at the state's $2 billion gamble on truck-only lanes on Interstate 75. If it's Sunday, it's time to pick up your... Sunday AJC. And you may have noticed in our opening block there, our headlines of the week, we did not cover anything that was going on during the campaign. That's because we're going to do that now in a segment we call... I've decided I'm a candidate for President of the United States. I am running for President of the United States. Thank you all. God bless you. Ladies and gentlemen, I am officially running... The President of the United States. Campaign Chaos. All right, and joining us for this segment of Campaign Chaos, we have Chief Political Analyst here at WSB, Bill Crane. How are you, Bill? I like that bumper music. I'm going to have to ask they uh, put that on in front of me before. I, you know what? I, I have it play everywhere I go. I just walk into a room and it starts playing and it seems to work well. People Better like than it. Hail to the Chief. Absolutely. Yeah. It is my Hail to the Chief. How are you, Bill? I apologize to your listeners that I sound a little bit like Froggy and the Little Rascals, but other than that, I'm good. It's the pollen and some other things. Oh, it's the pollen. You know, this is the time of year, Bill, this has nothing to do with politics, but let me lord it over you for a moment. This is the time of year when I feel superhuman because for some reason, as physically ridiculous as I am as a human being, I have never been affected by these seasonal allergies. So I I don't, there's a little schadenfreude here for me. I'm sorry. I know that's not good, but I realize that I am superhuman in these months where I just well, I'll take some of those antibodies for next year <laughs> but my little one brought something home and I think oh, I've got a combination that's what happens alright Bill before we get into so much happened this week with Donald Trump especially before we get into none of it good none of it good well I wanted to ask you right off the top um, what do you no predictions here because you can't predict this guy but before we get into the uh, specifics of what happened this week do you think that this week is going to actually hurt the Donald for the first time, have a lasting negative effect in the weeks coming up? Certainly for the general election, if he were to become the nominee, yes. Will it derail his train and the the supporters that don't seem to care about what he says? It's more about how he makes them feel. I'm not certain. But for the general election, for a re-energized Democratic base, and certainly when we hear from uh, Secretary Clinton possibly later today, she's all fired up by the Mm -hmm. Donald this week, rightfully so. Yeah, it's uh, so we should start. I don't. I guess we should start earlier in the week. 
Uh, the Corey Lewandowski thing, his campaign manager who supposedly uh, pulled a, a young female reporter, that, that seems like three weeks ago. So much happened this week with Donald Trump that that story, I don't even know if it ranks anymore. Well, part of the reason that's troubling is not only did he put his hands on a female reporter and kind of jerk her backwards, he, for days he denied it. He denied that he did it, and Mr. Trump, his boss, backed him up, backed him up on the fact and backed him up on – he, he did nothing to have any action taken against him. Well, then video from the cameras at Mar-a-Lago, owned by Donald Trump, somehow falls into law enforcement's hands. And sure enough, he puts his hand on her, steps in front of her. It was only four or five seconds. He didn't yeah. beat her up. But he got in between her and the candidate because he didn't want her to ask Mr. Trump whatever question she was trying to field. It's a it's and he a, pushed her backwards. It's, and a, it's a strange thing for me because it, it should have been much ado about nothing. I mean, if you, when you watch the tape, it wasn't that forceful, and it really is something that you would think had the guy given her a call a couple hours later, said, look, uh, I'm sorry about that. That was wrong. I apologize. Seems like it would have gone away because it doesn't seem like it was that big of a deal, but you're right. For days, the, the campaign said he never touched her. So, it's the culmination. It's yeah. the denial, and for months, uh, any of you have had the pleasure of attending a Trump rally, <laughs> We'll see that the media are actually physically pinned in, usually with railing at about waist high. They're deposited there, and they get to stay there until the rally is over with. They don't get to leave the pen. Uh, it's almost like looking at caged animals. Mm-hmm. That is <clears> – <throat> pardon me for my voice again. That's all right. That's not typical. Um, That's not what a presidential candidate does, even if it's a, quote, private event. And so there's a lot of pent-up frustration and hostility aimed at the Trump campaign – and Corey is now the, the brunt of that, the campaign manager for this incident. You know what I'm doing in order to get to, over your voice is I'm, I'm pretending in my mind that I'm speaking to the lead singer of ACDC, Brian Johnson. It's, it's, it's I'll, a, I'll pop another lobster. <laughs> it's a perfect voice. So we haven't even gotten to – now, many other things happened this week. Uh, all three uh, Republican candidates during their town hall with CNN said, eh, uh, I don't, I'm not really thinking that I'm going to back – the eventual nominee. That's that's at the same. Well, I'm time, not wed to it. They basically I'm not wed to it exactly. Yeah. And what they basically Trump saying if it's not me. The other two are saying if it's Trump, we probably won't won't be there for it. That went on in the same town hall. Uh, Donald Trump basically said, "You know what? I don't like nuclear proliferation, but it might be a good idea for Japan and South Korea to go nuclear." <laughs> we haven't even gotten to the the abortion thing yet. I'm he trying to walk us there. The triad is now, so we have made some progress. <laughs> exactly. He's he's learning something about nukes, but I think that's really hurting him. Before we get to the female stuff, the uh, the the abortion stuff, I I think that what is really beginning to hurt him is it's becoming obvious that he doesn't do his homework. If you have ideas about Japan and South Korea going nuclear. I'm assuming there is an argument for that, but you make that in a in a uh, a military speech, a future speech about what the world should look like at maybe at the Citadel. You don't just pop off about stuff like that. I think that's in what's a, becoming in a town obvious. Hall without even vetting it against your quote national security team. No, he doesn't. He takes his own counsel. We know that he shoots from the hip. That's part of his attraction, but he also shoots without even checking to see if the gun has ammunition in it or right. if the gun's ammunition is the right for that weapon. It's, it's to me, unconscionable, pardon my voice again, at this stage when he is by far the front runner, that he's not boning up, mm-hmm. that he's not studying with some degree of sincerity the major issues that we face. And that, I do think you're right, 
is starting to cause a price to be paid by his campaign. And then, we, and then we get to uh, the, the real blow-up when he was talking to uh, Chris Matthews. I don't even know why he was talking to him. And Chris Matthews walked him down a path of logic that said, okay, let's say that uh, abortion is illegal in the future. Uh, should women, uh, should anybody, first of all, should be, there be, be a punishment? Be a punishment, and right. then, then women came up. Well, Do you, I've, li- I've listened to the unedited, unexpurgated version, the live tape, and I completely disagree with the Trump campaign's assertion that it was heavily edited because it was live television. Well, here's the, here's the quote. Do you believe, no, in, but, but you're, do you you're, believe you're, in punishment for abortion, yes or no, as a principle? Uh, the answer is that there has to be some form of punishment. For the woman? Yeah, there has to be some form. Ten, no, ten, ten years, I don't know. That I don't know. Uh, again, he ends up walking this back the next day, and he managed in that situation right there to upset everybody, pro-lifers, uh, uh, abortion rights people, everybody, because he got everyone's position wrong because he didn't do his homework. He even got Ronald Reagan's position wrong when he, when he said he was basically had Reagan's position on abortion. What's, when you look at the fact we have one Supreme Court vacancy, potentially two more in the next presidency, mm-hmm. this being one of the most pivotal issues, and certainly the dividing issue for a majority of female voters – the GOP having a gender gap in double digits and losing the White House two terms in a row on the basis of this gender gap. Besides the just, he said, "What you're, you know, you don't have an answer for this question." And and the pro-life community, which he now claims to be part of, has never publicly called for the punishment of women who who have abortions. They they look at them somewhat as victims. Yeah, can I, can I take a, a little bit further? And this is my sure. own this is my own speculation. Your show. Yes, of course. Thank you for thank you sure. for reminding me of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, in my speculation, I think the thing you have to worry about here this isn't in the front of people's minds, but I, I start thinking of uh, sociopathic behavior, and I don't mean that in the way that like he would go kill somebody. And uh, what I mean is, a sociopath believes that they are so much smarter than everyone else that they don't have to do homework. That they can walk in, they can own every room, and they can do everything uh, by the seat of their pants because, after all, their brain power is so much more than anyone else. And the thing about a long campaign is it gives you time to go through infatuation and love and maybe even a breakup. He's down heavily in the Wisconsin polls. This is the first time I can remember going into something where he's 10, 15, 20 points down to another candidate. Wisconsin maybe was perfect, made to order for Ted Cruz, but I feel like we're seeing something here. I, I Look, I've been wrong 900 times about Donald Trump. I thought he was going to be Donald, done. Donald Trump alone can take Donald Trump down, but this is the beginning, the chink yeah. in the armor, the, potentially the Achilles heel in that, and I've had the pleasure of doing business with him. So I, I, And I've known him for 25 or 30 years and watched him. He's clearly a narcissist, whether or not – He's a sociopath. I'd, I'd say that might be a reach. But he clearly doesn't think there's a problem coming up with answers of that magnitude on the fly, yeah. Yeah. that you can sit there and make your mind up about whether nuclear weapons are appropriate for South Korea, which the North Korea's army, one of the largest in the world, could just step right across at the 51st parallel and grab them. But yeah. South Korea have nuclear weapons. Japan, there's a reason Japan doesn't have nuclear weapons. It's called World War II. Yeah. But just sort but, of step across that and forget it because on that day, that's what you kind of feel like. And then the next day, I think it's okay to say, well, I didn't really mean that. What I meant to say was yeah. 
Um, Which, as a president, that is that can do great damage. Uh, wars people, get started over less. Wars get started. Markets move drastically up and down based on things that presidents say that are reported behind closed doors. I mean, when you're a president, you have to measure your words because consequences can be mighty in either direction. And he doesn't really seem to be grasping that at this point. Now, I, it feels to me like that this is the beginning of, of, of a negative slide for Donald Trump. But I'm willing to say again, uh, I have been wrong a million times on this guy, and maybe I'm wrong this time. What what I think it does, Eric, is it makes the math for twelve thirty seven for him much more challenging. If he loses, if think... he loses Wisconsin, we're basically talking about a, a, a brokered convention, right? Well, you've got New York State and a number of other states he should do well up following, mm-hmm. but he he doesn't. He has to get roughly fifty five to sixty percent of all the remaining delegates to get to twelve thirty seven before the convention. So yes, the chances are much greater that we go into the Republican National Convention not knowing who the nominee will be because no one will reach 1237. And we're, don't you get the feeling in your stomach you've been around, you've watched a lot of this? I'm getting the feeling that this, there's going to be some kind of third party on the ballot, no matter which way. Like, I don't see Trump just losing. Without what happens with these guys, if it gets bad toward the end, he'll end up, you know, kind of like Citizen Kane talking to an empty room, still believing he has the power from a, a few months earlier. But I don't see this guy just going away. He I really don't. Well, Paul Ross Perot, but the Libertarian Party, as long as it's been around, is only on the ballot in 38 states. It is not an easy process to create the petitions, and in some of the ballot deadlines, we'll passed this month I believe on the ballot. I believe that Donald Trump believes that he could run a write-in campaign and win. Well, <laughs> I'm not I saying might, what... Might need to give him a call about the Electoral College, but yeah. I don't believe... I don't think you're wrong on what he might think. Yeah. He's, I just don't think that that kind of ego goes away easily. We'll, we'll see. I could be totally wrong, <clears throat> and he could be back on top by the time he hits New York State. Okay, we're going to allow you to rest your voice, and we appreciate Bill Crane... Uh, Top WSB political analyst, thank you for joining us on Campaign Chaos. Take care. And we shall have more when we continue. The Von Hessler Doctrine on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. And we're back. That is a great piece of music to intro this show. I know, I was really excited. I love it, but I'm thinking it's got to be like a mainstay for the Bernie Sanders crowd, right? (laughs) (laughs) I am talking about a revolution, a real revolution, and let's be clear. Let's be clear. Every American is going to get a free home. A home equals dignity, and every American deserves dignity. And when I'm president, let me be clear, this revolution will include no fear. Let me be clear, a free home for everybody because we're all dignified in America. Bernie, do we get a free bird, too, in our house? You'll get a free bird. Lord, that depends on whether or not you can change. That's up to you. That's up to you. But the birds will be free. I'm loving this impression, man. You know, uh, I know, can- it's pretty good. Thank you. It's the only impression yeah. I have. For some reason, when he says Clea, 
Clea and Fia. That's your touchstone. I jump right in there. That's great. Free candy for for every for adults need more candy in America. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm losing it. So up, update me on the Hillary story. Yeah. So the Clinton campaign says Bernie Sanders keeps rejecting her New York debate date, saying, "Quote: The Sanders campaign needs to stop with the games." Let me be clear. There are no games here. Hey, you had a tough week, Hillary. Did you see Hil- I know. You see, uh, I'll play this for you. Hillary, uh, she got angry at some Greenpeace person. Uh, let me see if I have the right Well, it was one. a very good meeting. No, that's Donald Trump. That's not uh, Hillary. I've talked to some. That's not it. Here we go. Will you act on your word? Okay, so it's hard to hear, but the Greenpeace person basically at a rope line says, will you act on your word and stop taking money from oil and gas and energy companies? Will you act on your word? You're sick of it, Hillary. Sick and tired of this crap. (laughs) What is it that they're doing? I mean, they're just, they're kind of leaving you alone on the emails. Just the Wall Street stuff they're going after you on. Well, they have to change their direction, right? If that's not hitting it in the polls and they have to attack me here and I'm just sick and tired of it. What else are you sick and tired of? I'm sick and tired of... America not choosing me as their favorite grandparent. (laughs) (laughs) Bernie Sanders is, I mean, we're we're comparable in age. It's not that far apart, but they love him and they hate me. Come on, millennials. I used to be cool. (laughs) You you know this? Look me up. Look, Google my name. Put in the 70s and look at how cool I used to be. (laughs) Sick of this. I guess you're sick of everything. Are you sick of the pantsuits yet? I'm sick of the pantsuits. You know, I have a beautiful floral embroidered jacket that I just can't wear because it doesn't pull very well. <laughs> All right. Hillary's sick and tired of being sick and tired. and We're sick and tired of hearing about you being sick and tired. <laughs> I don't think it's going away anytime Eight. soon. All right. What are we doing next? Outrage? WTF. Oh, I'm White sorry. House. Autumn Fisher with WTF when we return. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.